if you are a business that is building enterprise value or that you can, which means you're likely building a team or already have a team beyond yourself, that automatically can set you up to build a plan for enterprise value. One of the biggest misconceptions is that enterprise value is tied directly to revenue and profits, and it's just a calculation based on your financials. Part of that is true, but you could have two businesses of the same exact product or service in the same exact town with the same revenue, same profit, and have completely different enterprise value. Welcome to the Women Choosing Growth Podcast, where we feature inspiring stories of success, challenges of growth, and lessons learned from women entrepreneurs, industry experts, and thought leaders who have been through the growing pains inevitable as an entrepreneur. Whether you are just getting started or are looking to scale up your business, our show is designed to provide you with the tools, resources, and community you need to grow your business. Join your host, Tina Sue, a lifelong entrepreneur and business growth advisor, as we explore topics such as marketing, sales, finance, leadership, and personal growth, all tailored specifically to the needs of women entrepreneurs. So if you're ready to grow your business faster and smarter, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for tuning in and let's get started. Welcome, welcome to another episode. This is Tina Sue, your enthusiastic host of Women Choosing Growth. Today, we're going to talk about successful to significant. This is making your business go from successful to significant. I think it's safe to say that if you're listening to our podcast, you have a goal of being successful. And I want you and your company to be successful and significant. So a significant company is one that is valuable, transferable, ready, and attractive at any point in time. While also the business owner's personal, business, and financial goals all need to be aligned. Now, it's not wrong if you're focusing on growth and looking at revenue and profits to define growth. But one of my personal goals is to help you build enterprise value in your business. Simply put, enterprise value is what your business is worth. Optimizing your business value should be your primary goal. Both value and income are possible, but only if you focus on value first. So let me go back and explain again what a significant company is. It is one that is valuable. So it is worth something to someone else. That's pretty easily defined. Someone could want it if it was available. Transferable. That means it's easy to transfer or it's set up to be able to transfer relatively easily to another person. That person could be another buyer. It could be a family member. It could be a a partner. It could be a partial transfer. There's all kinds of ways of when we define what an exit looks like or transfer, but it needs to be able to be transferred. Now, the ready part is really on the business owner, more so even than the business. That's the hardest part. And there's some statistics around that, which I'll share in a minute. But being ready mentally to sell your business and being ready mentally of knowing what your business is worth is huge. And that's one of the pieces that make up a significant business. And being attractive. Obviously, it has to be a service or a product that another business or another entrepreneur would want attractive. And the key of this is it has to be these things, valuable, transferable, ready and attractive at any point in time. So often business owners think about the exit later down in life or they push that rock down 
and think like, well, when I get closer or when I build my business bigger, I will think about enterprise value at that point. I'll think about my exit or what my business is worth. I'm here to tell you it is important to be doing it now. If today is day one of your business, you do it today. If you've been in business five years and you've got a team of 20 or you've got a team of 200, today is the day you need to start thinking about the enterprise value if you haven't already. So you may say, well, Tina, I've got so much to do to build my business. I'm in growth mode. Most of you are who are listening. Why can't I just think about this later on? I, I'll, I'm, I'm young or whatever the reason may be that you may think that it's not as important because you're not looking to sell anytime soon. Well, part of the reason is because shit happens. Life happens, both good and bad. You've probably heard of people say like, well, what if you get hit by a bus? What's going to happen to your business? If you haven't asked yourself that yet, pause and ask yourself, what happens to my business if I get hit by a bus? And if you don't have a really good plan, then we need to make one (laughs) because you can set up your business to continue to live on after you. Whether you get hit by that bus and are disabled or get hit by that bus and die, there should be a plan. Or you may even know someone who's had to sell their business and wasn't ready. But there's also the flip side. There's also the very positive side of not just like planning for the demise of yourself, but really it's like the same exact thing that happened to me. I was not looking to sell. I thought I had many, many years left of the business. The business was amazing. I had a great freedom in my life. It was everything that I had wanted, but someone else wanted it too. And I had a knock on the door offering to buy it. I wasn't mentally ready, but my business was ready. I became mentally ready real quick. (laughs) So there's also the positive sides of where you want to position your company with the maximizing your enterprise value so that if someone does come knocking on your door or if you meet a strategic partner where you think that you the two of you could even merge together, which happens very frequently, that you are positioned to be able to do that. So some cold hard facts about planning and exiting for a business if you're still not convinced that this is important. Basically, 80% of owners' wealth is locked in their business. So out of all the businesses that were surveyed, 80% of the owner's wealth is in their business. So when you're talking about retirement planning, you're talking about maybe 5, 10, 20, 30 years down the road, that this is the bulk of the money that you're going to live on. 80% of the wealth is in the business. So another staggering stat is that 50% of business transitions are not voluntary. Again, that goes back to the shit happens. It means that something happened and the business owner had to sell by need, not by want. That's half. So every two businesses, that's one of two businesses. Another horrifying statistic, honestly, is that 75% of owners regret selling their business after one year. So three out of four people who have sold their business are unhappy a year later. A big part of that comes to not having the mental preparation of and a plan of what they're going to do after they sell. That happens even just for regular retirees. But a lot of it is because they did not get the amount of money that they had thought their business was worth. I don't have a stat on it, but working with business owners through the years and doing valuations, I do know that typically the business owner thinks their business is worth a lot more and the owner or the buyer thinks that the business is worth a lot less than actually what it is. So that is part of that 
75% regret selling their business after one year. Now, those numbers are not meant to scare you, but it is the reason why I am so passionate about helping people understand why building enterprise value for your exit is important. Now, one of the first things to do is just determine if your business is one that has value. A lifestyle business may not have anything to sell and therefore is not does not have enterprise value. A lifestyle business is typically a passion-centered company that generates enough profit to allow the entrepreneur or business owner to work and live anywhere. Usually it's their income, but it's a one-person company. So therefore, typically there isn't anything to sell because the buyer could be like, I could just do that same business myself. There's examples of, or sometimes you could have a customer list or a certain something unique to sell, but typically a lifestyle business does not pertain to building enterprise value. When you are building, if you are a business that is building enterprise value or that you can, which means you're likely building beyond a building a team or already have a team beyond yourself, that automatically can set you up to build a plan for enterprise value. Now, one of the biggest misconceptions is that enterprise value is tied directly to revenue and profits, and it's just a calculation based on your financials. Part of that is true, but you could have two businesses of the same exact product or service in the same exact town with the same revenue, same profit, and have completely different enterprise value because enterprise value goes beyond the numbers. Are you an accomplished woman business owner with a story to tell? Do you crave a platform where you can share your journey, the good, the bad, and the ugly? Hey everyone, it's Tina here. If you're fans of the show, then you know we are a show that celebrates the strengths and resilience of women entrepreneurs just like you. As we're getting this podcasting community going, I thought it would be fitting to extend an invitation to apply to join me as a guest on our Top 100 podcast platform. I started Women Choosing Growth because I believe that real growth happens when we come together and share our expertise and our experiences. We want to hear your inspiring stories, the challenges you face, and the lessons you've learned on your entrepreneur journey. Whether you've triumphed over adversity or faced setbacks head on, your story has the power to inspire and empower other women just like you. This platform is for you to showcase your achievements, highlight your expertise, and create meaningful connections within our community. So if you're a fearless woman business owner, unafraid to open up about your path to success, we want you on our show. Go to www.womenchoosinggrowth.com and join our community. From there, you'll be given the chance to fill out the short application. If you believe that you have a story to share, then why not? Once again, it's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. I can't wait to feature more amazing and talented women in this community. Now, back to the show. So let me slow this down a little bit and explain to you why. So again, I said these are like two identical companies selling the same thing in the same town and they have the same profit and loss statement. So top line, bottom line, they're the same profitable. They could be significantly different when someone came to buy that that particular, you know, a, a company of theirs. So here's some of the things to think about when you think about your own personal enterprise value and how even without building 
or selling more from a revenue standpoint or having a bigger profit. Some of the key things that you can do to build your own enterprise value is what I'm going to share with you here. So number one, think about how much you as the owner are needed in the business. If we were looking at those two identical businesses in the same town and one had a team where the business owner did not have to show up every day and wasn't running equipment or machines or doing the sales, the company where the business owner is needed a lot less or not needed at all and is more of a strategic person in the entity, then that business is worth a ton more. So how much are you needed in the business? That is one of the things as advisors we automatically look at. And one of the biggest things that as a company is growing, we look to have more team taking on the key pieces of the business so that the owner isn't a key cog in that wheel because that directly relates to enterprise value. So another thing to look at is, are your processes and procedures documented and up-to-date? When you're training people, when you're having processes and procedures, and when things are coming up in your business on how to flow, and I don't care if it's a product business or a service business or both, write those things down, have them in videos, however it is, it doesn't have to be perfect. But if your processes and procedures are documented, that is a way for someone else to step into your business and they can then pick up that ball and run with it. If things aren't documented and they're in your head or they're in a key person, a key staff person's head, then it is hard for another business to pay top dollar for your business because they would have to learn all of those things. So number three is how diverse is your customer base? So if we were looking at those two identical businesses in the same town and one had the same revenue but had 100 clients and the other one had 10 clients and the same revenue, guess which one has more value? Believe it or not, the one with more clients because there's less risk to lose a client and automatically lose a big chunk of revenue. So how diverse is your customer base? What's the tenure of staff? So your staff, if you have a high turnover and it's some industries naturally have high turnover, but really having key staff because that's what a buyer would be looking at. A buyer would be looking at, if I bought this business, would these people stay? So if you have a business with all family members, that would be a little bit less valuable than if they were regular people who weren't related to the owner. Another thing to look at is how unique is the business products or services? So niche markets or niche or niche, depending on which country you're in. uh, But basically, how unique is your business product or service? So that is very important because the more unique but yet useful, then that that could bring in even more top dollar when you're looking at your value. Hugely key is number six here. And that is, are your financials clear and reliable? So you can have all of these things that I've mentioned so far, but if you can't prove clearly and accurately your financial history to show what kind of profitability, what kind of growth you've had, what kind of expenses you've had, what kind of diversity of your sales you've had, if it's not clear and not in good financial order, it's going to be really hard for someone to believe you. And I've seen this happen in businesses. And you should also have a forecast to be able to say, based on our history, here's what our company is going to be doing in the future. And that helps build that enterprise value because it makes the the buyer feel a lot more confident in the numbers because they all make sense and they're tied together. And one other thing to look at is how your customers are obtained. This sort of ties back to what you are, 
what the business owner is and how how involved they are in the business. If the business owner is the one doing all the sales, like 100% getting all the customers versus another business, that that neighboring company who has a sales team that's established, guess which business is going to be worth more? Has nothing to do with the revenue on the profit and loss statement, but it is more reliable to have a sales team than the owner who would be exiting if I bought your company. So another couple of things to keep in mind is your own personal timing and the industry timing. So if industry shifts are happening or if certain things are coming up in the world, I mean, we can go back to the days of Blockbuster and Netflix. If you don't know that story, Google it. But that was a that was a major pivotal point in business history of where a bad decision was made. But the industry was changing. We were going away from renting videos from Blockbuster and watching videos at home on Netflix. So those are some of the things you definitely need to be aware of. As you can see, this was just a short list of things that I want you to think about uh, when looking at your own enterprise value and how you can increase your value with uh, again without even having to do another sale. There's a lot that goes into building significant business. But the first step is in your hands to determine if you can improve its value without doing any sales or decreasing any costs by some of these six or seven things that I just listed. Now, keep in mind, it typically takes about six months to a year to get a business owner positioned for maximizing enterprise value. This is not something where you just downloaded you know, the, the PDF here and, and go make these changes. This is work, but this is where I am offering to you to put this as your biggest plan because the sales will come. The growth will come if you are focused on the right things. That's why focusing on enterprise value is so significant because the rest of the business automatically positions itself to be more valuable and to be able to help you grow smarter and faster. It's a lot to to take in, but it's actually really beneficial. And an exit planner advisor like myself or others at Cultivate, your financial advisor may be able to help you with some of this. It's always great to have an advisor who understands enterprise value. I would encourage you to reach out to someone in that space to be able to help you through this process, both personally and professionally in your business, to get your business ready and to get your business attractive to others to maximize that enterprise value. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. The Woman Choosing Growth Show is not just another podcast. It's a tribe of women helping each other grow. So please share this podcast with all the women entrepreneurs that you would love to see succeed. If you'd like to know more about customized business advising through Cultivate Advisors, download business tools, or sign up for upcoming events, visit www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Once again, that's www.womenchoosinggrowth.com. Remember, we are in this together. See you on the next one.